Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of the Long Run Podcast is sponsored by Sketches. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a special, a very special long run show. Yes, we've got the main man himself. We pulled out all the stops for this one. We're even using a different recording system to make sure we had him because I once I wasn't going to let him go as soon as I got my as soon as he bit on my little hook. So we've got the main man, James Dunn, in the top. He's above me tonight because we're using Zoom. Um, and he's here. And if you don't know anything about James, I'm going to introduce, I'll let him introduce himself in a minute. But if you're interested or you should be interested, but if you don't know anything about strength and conditioning as a runner, or you want to do more of it, or you want to find anything about it, you need to listen to this. This next 30 minutes will change you as a runner. Now I'm, I'm not overselling that because honestly, some of the stuff that's going to come out of this, you're, it's going to blow your mind. And that's the reason, firstly, because I just love the guy, but secondly, I'm here because I need to learn as well, okay? So, no further ado, James, introduce yourself and tell everybody why you're the main man. Mate, thank you, firstly, for having me on. We've been trying to do this for a long time. We've had, <laughs> looking back through the DM conversations, this has been this has been a while trying to tee this one up. So, yeah, I'm glad we're here. Um, and don't let Chris fool you. Um, we're on Zoom for my technical ineptitude, not for uh, any other reason. So, yeah, I'm glad we found something that worked. But, um, I mean... Yeah, well, let's let's talk tonight about lots of strength conditioning stuff for runners, injury prevention stuff about uh, how to how to keep us all running strong and running injury free because that really is my bread and butter. That's what I've been doing for the last oh well, I, I guess since two thousand and seven on YouTube since two thousand and ten. Um, I can't believe I've been working with runners since two thousand and seven. Really, that's uh, that seems like a very long time ago now. I mean, prior to that, I was the rugby guy um, before transitioning into this this kind of running world. And my background's in sports rehab, so you know very much the world of sports injuries and helping runners from a very specific standpoint of kind of exercise therapy. So taking injured runners and working them through routines, workouts, et cetera, et cetera, to get them back to full training, back to performance levels they want to be at. Um, and of course, back in the day, that was all entirely face-to-face, entirely one-to-one. But now in this modern world, um, it's pretty much almost entirely online. Um, and I really, I seem to have built the YouTube channel and the, the website, et cetera, to be able to reach as many runners as possible and help them with exactly that, help them recover from injuries, help them prevent injuries and help them just become stronger, more kind of bulletproof versions of themselves mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to go chase their, their running goals. We all know what the 
we all know what the big challenges are realistically as runners. It is staying injury free. And we all know what the big common injuries are. If mm -hmm. we haven't had a handful of them ourselves, our friends in combination almost certainly have them covered. And um, yeah, the, the more we can do to help ourselves not just become another injured runner, the better. So let's talk about that tonight. Yeah, that's that's a good shout. I think probably the chances are anybody listening to this is the podcast or watching this back on YouTube has probably come across one of your videos, right? I'm, I'm guessing. Um, if you haven't, make sure you do check out James's uh, YouTube channel because there's like where well, there's just pieces of gold on there. If you're if you're a runner and you're looking whether it's a a warm up route routine or to do your stretches for, I mean, there's I've done some of the stretches. And they're just amazing. But that, what I like about it, it's not blowing smoke up his bum because he's here, but they're simple and, and you can do them at home. And it's like, it, it's that kind of, you know, the, the keeping it easy, keeping it simple. I know I said the word a couple of times now, but it, it is honestly, I think as runners, we overthink some of this stuff and there is a lot of information out there and it's bleeding confusing for most people. Yeah, I think we, we all want to just, we all run, but we all want to do, the best we can and if you can do a good warm-up and you can find something like on james's channel or or you know via the website and you can get some of that and then you can do your cool down and your stretches when you start getting aches and pains like we all do then that's why it's so important and it's so awesome to have to have james on so i think i think where we start if you don't mind is mm. and this might sound a bit silly to you but as a runner spell out the benefits of doing the strength and conditioning because it is i'm telling you now we all ignore it because mainly because of time uh, and it's funny this is great because i had a conversation with ben uh who ran london with me and he's just about to train start training for chicago he's actually listened for once and he's dropping one of his runs to get into the pool so he's doing some gym work that he's added in for this time because he wants to beat his time but he's actually dropping one run for going in the pool so he's listened. So if you wouldn't mind just sort of spelling out nice and clearly the benefits of that strength and conditioning for us runners. Firstly, you're absolutely spot on. Us runners, we just want to run. And I I fully respect that. I fully appreciate that no matter how hard I bang the drum, um, first and foremost, it's going to be I want to choose running over cho choosing doing a bunch of you know, 90 minutes in the gym, doing a bunch of exercises. For most of us, we run because we don't like doing 90 minutes in the gym, doing a bunch of exercises. So firstly, it's my job to try and um, find a, a palatable way of delivering it, which we'll talk about later on. Mm -hmm. Secondly, if we're talking about the benefits and the reason to do it, let's just look at what running is in the first place. So we're talking about distance running here, obviously, when there may be some sprinters in the audience, but we're talking about getting out there and even we consider short distances we consider like 5k as being a short distance in comparison to marathon ultra marathon but even training for running 5k we break that right down and we think about the number of strides we're taking in a given training run the number of strides we're taking when we're out there doing park run it's very 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 repetitive let alone if we go 10k half marathon marathon ultra this sport is incredibly repetitive, incredibly um, high high load as well. Okay, that kind of goes without saying. We all know it's a, a high impact sport in comparison to cycling or swimming, but it's the repetitive, unchanging nature of running on for many of us fairly consistent pavements, fairly consistent hard flat surfaces. A bit better if you're doing lots of trail, definitely. But for most of us, let's be real, it is, even if you do one trail run a week, it is getting out there and pounding the pavements. 
we get into a place where for our own individual strength and weaknesses, our own individual areas of perhaps instability or even imbalance because of previous injury, the effect of that cyclical pounding again and again and again, and that cyclical movement pattern again and again and again, will pick up weak points. Mm-hmm. Okay, you'll find your weak links. And it may be that you, know, you can train comfortably for 5K, 10K. Sweet, regardless of those weak links, not a problem. But you know what? You've signed up for a half marathon with your mate. And all of a sudden, take that jump up. Hmm. Actually, that increase in weekly, weekly volume. And the big, the big kicker is when people increase their volume and their intensity all at once. But either way, it's that that kind of jump up in training can start to begin to expose some of those weak links. So what we can do if we accept that running is so cyclical and so repetitive in nature, we can start mitigating that by adding a bit more variety in our training through starting to incorporate different exercises that work other muscle groups, not just the muscle groups that we use for running. Okay, so we talk a lot about strengthening the important muscle groups for running. Yes, that is something, but actually becoming a more rounded athlete and yeah. thinking of running with such a straightforward movement pattern, we can start actually building a more, I guess, holistic type approach to how we look at athlete development. Yeah that's going to start putting together a slightly more, um, well, a better rounded, and I say athlete. I know you, a lot of people push back and be like, ah, I'm not an athlete. No, I like just think, it. I, I think it's right. Yeah. I think you're right. Exactly. Just, just think runner when I say athlete, but more rounded runner. Hmm. Um, and that's realistically one of the big tenets. On top of that, of course, we've got the areas that as runners, we do need to work on we're told all the time the physios are telling us that we need to work on our glutes we need to work on our core we need to work on our hamstrings our quads are weak because our because of our knee pain etc etc of course we need to work on those areas mm. we spend a lot of time sat down as a as, yeah. as 21st century especially now you know geez you don't even necessarily need to do your, your commute to work you may just be get out have breakfast yeah. on, crack on um even those of us who run a lot, so let's say you're doing 50, 60, 70 miles per week, and that is a decent amount of running. That's not to detract from those who aren't doing that. But that is a, you know, what I'm saying is that takes up a chunk of your week time-wise. Yeah, it does. But that, compared to doing a 40-hour work week stuck in a swivel chair, um, it's still not, it's not, you're not creating balance there. That time sat in the chair is going to have an effect on how your body over time starts to become put together you end up fairly tight and weak through your hip flexors mm-hmm. you end up fairly lengthened through your hamstrings um you end up fairly weak through your core and there's plenty we can do through these exercises to start to actually mitigate that so that when we do get up and run we don't run like a person who spends 40 hours sat in a swivel chair yeah. day a week in week out does, does that make sense yeah it does make sense and my, my head's like filled now with like a billion questions. Um, so I think, yeah, I think like you're absolutely right. So 40 hour week, I, I, so I'm running, we'll come on to me in a minute. Cause I've got a big question for you at the end, but I'm running arguments sake 40 to 50 miles a week. Um, and I'm working, well, I'm working probably 70 hours a week. Right now, a lot of that's active. So I'm walking about, which is good. So that's good mobility and, and things like that. I'm not, I'm lucky enough not to be sat down all the time. Um, 
but you're right there's those people who are sitting down probably for 30 40 hours a week is there like um obviously on your youtube channel but is there like a a series of either exercises or is there like is there like a benefit of just going out and doing i don't know a class of pilates instead of i don't know you know because it's really hard as you just say it's like it's every day around us to try and fit something in. I always say to my clients that I work with, something's better than nothing. So if you can book into a half hour Pilates session, or you can go and spend 45 minutes in a pool, it's better than doing nothing. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And that for me, there's a lot of truth to that. Um, I think working on the principle that something you can be consistent with is going to make a way bigger difference than being a, a hero with doing. Um, let's say you know you're, you're committing in, in let's say it's new year you're committing in january mm. to go into the gym for for 90 minutes three times a week um alongside your running because you want to come better around it chances are if you're not doing that already there's a reason and it's probably time related why you're not doing that so chances are it's probably not going to stick so what i'd much rather similarly to as you just said is have people take the approach of saying right i can commit to doing 20 minutes two yeah. or three times per week with some targeted exercises either targeted based on a program i mean i've got a bulletproof runners program we'll talk about that later but yeah. a program which is specifically tailored around what runners need week in week out or even well even as simple as if you've ever been given exercises by a physio or a running injury and chances are you've done what most runners do, which is as soon as you get back from the injury, those yeah, exercises no, just straight out the window, in the bin, just gone, forget about them. Hell. Just give yourself 20 minutes a couple of times a week just to revisit those exercises, because chances are you got injured because there was a weak link. The physio identified the weak link, gave you some exercises to deal with them. Mm-hmm. You then dealt with them enough to get you back running, yeah. and then you've not yeah, maintained that progress. So they're like tailored exercises for you. So they become your maintenance exercises. So even if you just did that, that would be huge. Yeah. I'm, so I'm if you're up on something, <laughs> sorry, okay. no, sorry, you mentioned your Bulletproof program. T- just tell us what that is. Right. So the Bulletproof Runners program really works on this, this little and often principle. In this kind of world where on YouTube, on Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, there's a whole plethora of different exercises. You, just, you don't need to look very far to find lots of different running exercises you could do. I've kind of found that there are two reasons, two main reasons why us runners don't do our strength conditioning work. One is, yes, the time side of things, but the other is overwhelm. It's yeah. the knowing that that there's, there's this thing I need to be doing. And as soon as I open the box to look for what I should be doing to get to tick that, that box, there's just a, a million and one different options. And I find the kind of paralysis, the, the analysis paralysis is a real thing in that respect. Mm -hmm. So what I've done is I've dialed it back and I've taken an approach saying, right, if you as a runner can commit to giving me two to three times a week, 20 minutes worth of workouts, then I'll pull together very specific exercises that I know, like I said, working with runners in this capacity since 2007, I know what the big rocks are. I know what the things are that 99% of runners need to work on and we'll package them up in ever-changing workouts, so week by week the workouts vary, so that across a longer period of time we cover all bases, and they can just be short, little, quick hitter workouts. 
So Good you chat. tag them on to the end of, let's say, you tag them on to the end of a, a Monday recovery run. You tag them on to the end of a midweek easy run. You tag them on to the end of park run. Um, and you just two or three times, about 20 minutes, you know that over time, yeah. you're covering those bases in a way that's going to stick from a um from a lifestyle perspective. Yeah. And for me, that's habit. the biggest thing. Habit, exactly. Yeah. And I, I've tried to be many things on YouTube over the years in this in the running, the kind of the running world. Yeah. Um, and it's taken me probably the best part of 10, 11, 12 years to really kind of figure this out. Because although my background is in, is in sports injuries, although my background is in working with runners face-to-face and kind of really dialing into the specifics of their injury, I feel that my place in the world now is to be the guy, not the guy who will blind you with science, although I can back up what I'm saying. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But I'm not trying to be the guy who's trying to baffle you into submission. Yeah. I want to be the guy who will just finally be the one who makes you do these exercises. So I've given you them in a way that's digestible, mm. doable, and you can see the results from doing them. So we've got now in the current cohort going through, we've got about 150 runners who are working through the, the foundation program, um, which started at the beginning of June. Um, we've got more runners coming in this month. Wow. And we've got a real community going as well. So it's the, the final piece of this pie is accountability. Mm-hmm. Because there's one thing, and I've, I've had on my website for a long time, downloadable programs that you can download, you can check out, you can see all the exercises, all the videos for the exercises. But the reason why people don't do them, even the ones they pay for, yeah. is that no one holding them accountable. Yeah. They're there on a really motivated Monday saying, yeah, I'm going to do James's program. That's going to solve my problems. That's going to solve my weak glutes, my weak core, my running form. But you know what? As soon as we hit it later in the week, let alone the next week, um, it's all gone out the window. Yeah. So accountability, getting people into the Facebook group. We talk in the Facebook group on a daily basis. We're getting to get people to log their exercises. It sounds a lot, but it's not. It's actually really lightweight and it's mm. really what it takes just to make the difference to keep people on track. You know what? You fall off one week, you come straight back into it. That's yeah. the thing as well. It's not, oh yeah, that was that thing I was meant to be doing. No, it's come on, back at it. Yeah, it's accountability. That's what I was just going to say to you. Is that that is the thing? It's I've got clients like that. They turn around and say, "Well, and I've got to do it because I've got to speak to them at the end of the week." <laughs> It's, it's, it's that sort of thing, you know, sometimes, especially with this, I think you nailed it with this strength and conditioning. To, to, there's nobody in a gym, unless you're like paying like a million quid for a PT or whatever it is, you've mm. got nobody to make sure you're doing the stuff. You've got nobody pressurizing you to, to get down the gym or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So have that in accountability, but also with that community aspect of you, which you've created, because you've got a support network there as well. I think that's really powerful and, and that hopefully can um, keep you on the track uh, on working on this strength because it is so important. Yeah. And as runners, we are, in general, a very motivated bunch. We're a bunch of yeah. self-starters. We, 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 you know, if it wasn't for something going on intrinsically, you wouldn't get out the door to do it. Yeah. So that's there. Um, the, the technical side, I can provide, I can tell you what to do. That's not a problem. And boil it down to a digestible package mm. um but we 
see it all the time with with running clubs we see it with parkrun we see it with online running communities it's an individual sport but it's best enjoyed with others yeah um, 100% agree. And the, the same the same thing the same thing is true here um, I've got a question for you how do people yeah. actually get involved in this program um so there's a link which i'll give you to put in the description okay. underneath this on youtube and on um, the podcast i can do that on the pod as well actually podcast as well yeah i'll give a special deal for um for these runners and uh yeah there'll be a, a link for them to click so i'll send that across right. once we finish this interview mate okay yeah no i appreciate that because honestly there's so many people so many runners you know even just my clients you know who could benefit from something like this um you know, as I said, especially with like, you know, we've got London Marathon ballot next week. People, you know, maybe getting a space for the first time and they're like, oh, Jesus, I've got to worry about the running. But you you mm. can't neglect, honestly, you cannot neglect this side of things. And even more so like, and I'll come on to it in just a sec, but, you know, myself or, or others who are trying to now progress in their running, not necessarily in terms of speed, but in terms of, um, I always look at it, how did I perform? Did I, you know, how... Was I able to not walk, uh, you know, through that marathon, or was I able to keep that speed and keep that fitness through the whole distance, whatever it is, better than I did last time? And you know, to look at to do that, the only way you're going to do that, apart from you know, trying to get really good quality sessions out of your running, but also to work on this other side of the of the other part of it, because the two go hand in hand. It's it's interesting. So I, I try to be very intentional with how I position this and, and how I answer questions like the question we, we led with. If you remember what I said, or actually, if you remember what I didn't say, I didn't say anything about getting faster. No. Um, because for me, the performance side of things, and, and I don't think it's just, I don't think it's just my um, bias as a kind of sports injuries guy. I think it's a fairly... I think it's a fairly well-reasoned argument that we get quicker as a result of consistent training. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. As a result of being out there week after week, day yeah. after day, being yeah. able to gently squeeze that weekly volume up. Because yeah. oh, I've been I've been the coach, I've been out this long time now, and I've been the coach who's been into this fad and into that fad. But you know what? I'm trying, I'm really trying not to swear here. Um, but you, you know what? It's um the, the only thing that matters realistically for 99% of runners is volume. 
um if you can get out there yeah. and just do more quality running yeah. um then you are going to get faster Absolutely. now the only way that happens is if you don't break yourself exactly if you don't get injured and the way we don't get injured is that we're good about two things one is getting on top of the strength conditioning side of things and making sure that we're looking after our body outside of just running all the stuff that I talk about and have talked about so far. Mm-hmm. The other thing is making sure that you're not making some ginormous clangers when it comes to your training plan. Okay. You're not screwing up by making massive leaps in all the wrong directions when it comes to how you're putting together your plan and going out and executing it. You can do all the, you can do all the strength conditioning work in the world but if you've got a crazy coach who makes you do crazy things, and the worst crazy coach is always when you're self-coached, um, then you're you're still going to get broken. Yeah. Um, so if you can get all these bases covered, that's when you get quicker. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's what people speak to me about my times, you know, coming from like effectively a five-hour marathon down to almost three and a half. Have I done um, that? Just slowly but surely increased the volume, slowly, slowly but surely made myself more consistent. And if the consistency's been there, which it has been, then that's why everything is t- taken care of itself. You know what I mean? It's it, that's that's as simple as it is. And I've neglected strength and conditioning, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine, imagine how awesome I would. I mean, I'm awesome, but imagine how awesome I would be if I was <laughs> Boston qualifier. Here I come. So, right. so right here we go. So this is this. I'm now your client. Okay, mm-hmm. I've got. Berlin, I've got New York, right? Yeah. I'm running, like I said to you, I'm running. Well, peak mileage is about 55 miles. Uh, I'm running consistently in the week. Uh, I basically do about 35 miles in the five days in the week. And then I'll jog on and I'll add on a long run with a recovery run, depending on how I feel with the recovery run and being the distance. Um, but in general, the the week is is made up of four days, one day rest, and it's a lot of double running because of the just my work. I can't get out and do those medium distance runs, which I used to love to do. But a lot of it is double running, which I quite enjoy actually. So mm-hmm. one will be one will be easy, one will be relatively hard, or you know I'll blend it out. Yeah. In terms of strength and conditioning, where do I go? What do I do? So how many weeks down is this to uh, Berlin? Well, I started a 20-week plan. I gave myself 20 weeks for New York. I'm using Berlin literally as a training run. Um, I'm going there purely to run the distance. I'm not looking to put any time down. And New York will be the same. I'm not looking to put a time down. I won't look to run a time until until 2024 is when I'm next looking to put some pace in. This is purely experience that I'm doing this for, really, more than anything else. So that's why I just want to get stronger. So then when I come into April, I'm then able to attack. Gotcha. Okay. So you're still towards the back end of the period where I don't mind too much as you're kind of, you're building the mileage right now, um, as opposed to kind of getting to the point where it's your your real kind of peak weeks, weeks where you're combining the bigger mileage with some quality sessions. In this, this earlier phase, I don't mind you doing a bit of work within the strength conditioning sessions where you are taxing your legs a little bit more so we are beginning to throw you know various kind of lunge variations those sorts of big compound movements in where you do feel maybe even the next day you feel a bit of an effect um a little bit of 
okay, I definitely had a workout yesterday. Yeah. My legs off the, back of, off the back of that sort of thing because do, firstly, that's quite a satisfying feeling. But secondly, obviously we do want at some point in the year to be really trying to build strength out and out strength. So even if, if you're a runner who's used to lifting weights and doing a bit more resistance work, where you are on a marathon plan at the moment, I wouldn't mind you continuing to do a little bit of that. But as you get into the plan a little bit more towards those bigger weeks, that's where I actually would specifically get you backing off that kind of work. Okay. Okay, backing off the big compound movements, which are going to leave your legs tired. Mm-hmm. And I'd focus more on movements which are focused on single leg stability, focusing on particularly hip stability, ankle stability. Um and exercises which are going to be targeting your core, exercises which are going to be targeting your glutes from an activation point of view and a real kind of functional strength point of view in terms of being able to, again, if we think about the glutes, not see how long you can hold you know, various bridge variations for. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, right, if we do various different single leg deadlifts, single leg squats, those sorts of things, how well can we maintain the quality of movement the quality of stability um, within those movements. So those sorts of exercises, even things like sort of an arabesque type exercise, they're not going to be challenging your legs in the same kind of way as a compound exercise would do, like a big um, lunge set or a big deadlift set or a big squat set or anything like that. You're not going to have the fatigue carried over into your training week as much from those sessions as you would do from those big compound movements when i say compound movement i mean movement which is really starting to use multiple big muscle groups movement across multiple joints so think about a squat for example um, or again as i said a lunge Mm. they're gonna have more of a an impact in terms of the the lingering fatigue going into the week it'll have an impact on the sessions that you do so then we can look at as we get into these kind of bigger weeks and we're doing these um workouts which are a little bit lighter on the legs and a little bit more focused on quality of movement rather than um simply trying to make you stronger so we're looking at balance and stability and all those sorts Mm -hmm. of things activation um that's when we look at where we put them in the week and you said you already ring fence an off day you ring fence a rest day I, i wouldn't want to mess with that okay some people will think, okay, well, that's a, I'm not doing a lot of running there, so that's where I could stick a, a strength workout or strength and mobility workout. Mobility we haven't touched on yet. That's another important part of this. Um, but I would rather instead ring fence that rest day and have you working on the, on the easier run days in the week to tag in an extra 20-minute yeah. little workout like the bulletproof workouts. Um Avoid doing it after a long run. Mm-hmm. Avoid doing it after a particularly intense session. So let's say you're doing track intervals or something like that. Let's not finish them with a, you know, a, a workout. But if you've got those three easier workout yeah. little runs in the week, that's perfect. That's a good time to be doing those, those extra workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of mobility work, again, this is a perfect time to be doing it because as we start building up the mileage, we start building up imbalances. Anyone who anyone who struggled with, here's a good example: ITB syndrome. Yeah. Um, so usually we see lots of ITB syndrome as we get into your autumn and spring marathon training big weeks. 
Okay, so as people get into their kind of 16, 18, 20 yeah, yeah, mile yeah. long runs, obviously there's been a lot of running getting up to that point and they're doing a lot of weekly mileage alongside those long, long runs. But we're also seeing that the effect of that bumping up of mileage for those who are prone to a bit of an imbalance, chances are that imbalance is getting stronger and stronger. So mm-hmm. people get really tight around the outside of their hip, particularly through muscles like tensor fasciolata because glute med isn't working well. That's where we're going to start to start to have an issue. So what you can you can do is make sure that you're combining these, like I said, activation, stability, core, glute type exercises mm. with particularly lots of hip mobility work. Yeah. If you can just keep your hips moving well, if you do nothing else, um, you can just keep your hips moving well. That's, that's going to take you a long, long way as a runner. Yeah, exactly. It's going to take you a long way as a runner. Um and I know some of us are prone, obviously, to, to other areas. So yeah, let's say sure. it could be calm. The same could be true. But hip mobility is a combination of hip mobility and stability. Um, if we get just all runners working regularly, just tickling those two things, yeah, a lot fewer injuries. Okay. Does that, that, does that make yeah, sense? That does make sense. And it's, again, my head's now full of stuff that I sh- thinking about oh maybe i could do that maybe i could do that and it is it's, it's that sort of thing this is why it's such a good um show to do because even if we can get you know one person out of this listing going actually you know what i'm now gonna that's made me think about this slightly differently um and it makes as you say it makes them stronger um and everything else will take care of it so i think to to sort of round it off right mm. if you've got if you was able to give three simple, I don't like to use the word tips, but three bits of advice for any sort of runner, what would they be in terms of, of, of how to become or, or how to, yeah, just how to get strength and condition into your life. What's the sort of three things to sort of focus on? I know you just spoke about the hips and things again, but is there sort of three main tips or main things that they, we should be doing or that kind of stuff to sort of round it out, to sort of leave people with something, go, you know what? I've just listened to that. I'm now going to do bang, bang, bang. Yeah, I think little and often is definitely the key. And, and I know that's not super actionable piece of information in terms of this specific exercise, but we are also different. And I think if we just take that first principle of saying, right, I'm just going to make time multiple times across the week, small chunks, rather than beat myself up because I can't find 90 minutes to get to the gym, then you're more likely to actually begin to get some of this work done in a meaningful, more consistent way. So that's got to be got to be number one. Um, Number two is that, again, this is dependent on where you are in your training year. Um, Yes, there's times when it's definitely more appropriate to start lifting heavier, getting in the gym, doing some resistance work. But to be honest, the Bulletproof program, for example, is entirely for the first two blocks of 12 weeks, the, the Bulletproof Foundations program, which everyone starts with, then the Build program. It's all body weight exercises. It's exercises you don't need equipment for. Um, And I would much rather have people who are just focused on using what they have around them, not putting barriers in their way, to just do a little bit of regular single leg stability work. I'm always, well, it's been been too long. I'm actually no longer surprised, but it always reminds me of how how, um, shocking it is when 
we get to a point where we're starting to throw in a little bit of the more challenging single leg balance work, which quite frankly, in the big scheme of things, isn't the super challenging stuff. And people are all over the place. Yeah. Clearly have done enough of this stuff in the past. Sorry, so James, just when you, doing... sorry, James, when, when you say single leg balance, give one easy example of a single, of an exercise. That's so really simple example. Yeah, simple example, uh, something like a single leg, single leg deadlift. So standing on one leg, yeah. The way I try to get people to do it, um, if we're just talking it through, yeah. is you're standing on one leg, take your, if you're on your left leg, take your right hand and go and touch your big toe. That's okay. It. Bending at the knee, bending at the hip, and then come back up to standing. So down and back up. Okay, if you can picture that, sounds really straightforward, sounds really yeah. easy, but you do 10, 15 of those. That's how easy it is. Yeah. Um, what we always do is bend over through the back. I want to keep your back straight. I want to yeah. sit back through the hips, bend the hip, bend the knee, go touch your big toe um, okay. on the opposite foot. That sort of thing, down, yeah. up, down, up, down, up, it's challenging. It'll get you working through your glutes. It'll get you finding that, oh, perhaps my knee's wobbling left to right because my, my combined hip stability and ankle stability isn't great. You'll find out. So that's that, that's definitely one that people can go and work on. Yeah, I, I um, think that's a, that's a the last one, we hear lots of um, lots of information about stretching. Um, mm. It kind of does my head in a little bit because people just want to people just want to call it stretching. It's either good or bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get a little bit nuanced, please. Like I said, I don't want to baffle people with science. I don't want to just I don't know baffle people into submission, but. It's not as straightforward as is it good or bad. There are different forms of stretching, and of course, different parts of the body, different different areas. Um, and of course, depending on what you injury-wise are predisposed to or had a problem with in the past, makes it more or less appropriate to stretch different areas. But please, God, listen to your body. Like if you are Dave, who has has a kind of a history of knee pain when he runs, um, and he finds that you know what, when I take the time to stretch my quads after I run and I do a little bit of a warm-up that involves a bit of dynamic quad stretching as well, um, or I do some drills and I warm those muscles up, you know what, my knee pain isn't as bad. My knee pain goes away and my knee pain doesn't hurt the next evening or the next day if I do a, a bit of a stretch after my run. Then please don't take all this information that we see on the internet, people mm. saying that stretching is the devil um stretching if anything increase injury rates blah 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 and um and run with it don't dump your stretch don't dump your stretching if you are dave mm. um because you know intuitively that things feel better when you do the reality is that different parts of the body need different things okay so if we spend a lot of time if you, if you already have quite flexible ankles and you spend and in fact to a point where ankle stiffness isn't brilliant for you and you probably do feel a bit more strain on your knees because of it then generically being told that you need to stretch your calves and therefore stretching your calves a whole load probably will open you up to more injuries and in fact those runners do need to work on a bit more ankle stiffness so things like skipping will be better time spent than stretching but equally or if you're jane who spends a whole load of time sat down at a desk every day um gets a little bit of low back pain punches a bit tight through the hips also does a load of cycling um you know what? A bit of hip flexor stretching wouldn't go amiss, and um, yeah. uh, so it's just different things for different people. So, yeah, don't don't stretching throw the baby out. out of the bathwater with that sort of thing. 
Yeah, I think, I think honestly, I think again, that's another area. Probably do a whole episode on that about stretching because you know, I mean, you'd be amazed. I mean, you know, obviously, there's coach sessions that we lead, you know, with the stretches that we do afterwards and stuff like that. It's, but even myself, I just find I do it through the day. I'm like, leap, put my feet up, uh, you know, against the wall when I'm stretching in, and I feel the benefit of it from doing it. I do it in the most random places, like in the lift and things like that. But it, I, if you don't do it, honestly, you can really notice if you, if I'm not doing it, I think it's because I'm getting older, but. I really do feel, I really do notice it, um, especially when I get into the miles and, you know, it starts, you know, putting those loads through the calves, doing, you know, just easy, just calf drops, you know, it's, it's, it's just bread and butter and it really works. It is. And, and again, I'm not trying to be the, the stretching guy. There's a video, a couple of video, videos ago on my channel, which is, what's it titled? Like, why stretching your hamstrings is a waste of time. Um, and, and for some runners, many runners, it is because the issue isn't, short yeah, hamstring yeah. is imbalance around the hips and pelvis that makes your hamstrings feel tight so there's more to it um but again just not throwing the baby out of the bathwater and hearing that stretching is bad and therefore mm. not stretching at all that's probably the worst thing you can do the best thing you can do is learn what your body needs and i suppose that realistically that is the third tip yes listen to your body hear what it's trying to tell you also listening to the trusted voices around you. So if your yeah. physio is you need to work on your glutes, then it's probably a good idea not to mm. dump the glute exercises after three weeks. Um, do you know what I mean? It's it's, yeah, yeah. it's just being practical about it. That, that for me is, I think that if I had to sum up in a nutshell, my approach, it's practicality. Yeah. Um, and it's saying, right, this is, this is stuff that works. Let's make it easy for you. Let's make it digestible. Um, and let's make it so you're actually going to freaking do it. Yeah. Um, and I, you know what, mate? I think that's, a, and that is a brilliant way to, to sort of get to take us out because that is why I love what you do. And I can't recommend the stuff that you do, whether it's people check out the YouTube channel, we'll do the, we'll do the really good plugs in it, James, what I say, but <laughs> or, or go over to the website because it is, it's that plain and simple approach, which I use for my coaching on the on the running side of things. But it is that plain and simple approach to this strength and conditioning and all aspects of it that mm. I think is so appealing to everyday runners. And I, and I would and I honestly hand on heart recommend. I wouldn't have James on if I didn't recommend it. But check his the stuff out because it is gold dust, people. Honestly, some of the some of the just the the older videos on YouTube, you know, they're, they're amazing. No, I know. I listen, there's terrible ones. No, honestly, honestly own them. no, I do own them. And I encourage people, if you're feeling like, I don't know, if you want to laugh, just go back and look at some of those videos from 2014, 2015. It looks like it's rolled out of bed. Um, but yeah, honestly, I stand, by, I, stand by, I stand by the information. Content That's on the there is high. Yeah. I remember seeing the white, what was it? The white ones and uh, the, the, the stretch. I still do it now. When, you know, up against the wall with your leg up and all this. I remember doing them all, James, right? I've done them all. I followed the videos. So I can't honestly recommend enough people to come your way. So, right, let's get the plugs in, okay? So, with uh, firstly, website, please. Website, kinetic-revolution.com is the kind of the, the blog, if you like. But the yeah. website, the program we're talking about is bulletproofrunners.com. Okay, um, and, yeah, and there'll be a link. Link in the description. Yeah, link yeah. in the description for that and on the podcast if you listen to this on the podcast yeah. youtube channel is under your name or kinetic it's my name so james okay. dunn so just that out. Forward slash. yeah facebook group um so transform your running terrible branding these are all over the place but yeah, yeah transform your facebook group 
Okay. Instagram? Um, so James MG Dunn. Please tell me on TikTok. Hell no. <laughs> Unfortunately not. No, That's I don't coming. have honestly, I don't have I don't have time in my life. I I should, I would. Brilliant. But no. Just t- just do it right, but do it as like a parody where you're just taking the piss out of yourself. It's brilliant. Just I just <laughs> think it's, I, I, most of the stuff that we do on TikTok, Scarlett, my daughter does it. She's she's eleven. She does it all. She's just a whiz. So it's just give it and let her crack on with it. It's much easier. Yeah, I mean, mine's seventeen months, so God knows what you're going to get if we do that. I, th- but, I, yeah. I think it'd be a slight improvement for what you're doing now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> right. Okay. So. Yes, so make sure you check James out across all of that. The program, check the description, please, for that. All I can say to you is thank you very much for giving up your time. I know you're a busy guy. I really appreciate it. And I hope that everybody's learned something tonight, because I have. So thank you very much to, for coming on, brother. Mate, and, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. No, and that's, um, yeah, we must do it again. And and we could even use the other program next time instead of Zoom, but I quite like Zoom. Um, and make sure make sure if you if you miss any episodes of the long run the award-winning long run podcast um that you check out i i I love this stat now that people are now binge listening to all all the episodes which just is is amazing Uh, so make sure you go back and check out all the episodes if you've watched the video thank you very much um yeah and that's it so thank you very much james and i will see everybody next time we're live so say bye thank you very much i'll see you again take care guys bye 